Welcome in to another edition of our Cattails podcast. This is the June Ask the AD with Athletic Director Tim Crompton. I'm Paul Grua, Director of Athletic Communications, joined also today by Derek Dawes, our Associate Athletic Director for External Operations. Derek, we are excited to have you with us today, and this is also a, a little preview of a, of a Wildcat Weekly show that Derek and I, along with other guests around Wildcat Athletics, will be getting here shortly. But Today we get to talk with Tim Crompton for our June Ask the AD. Tim, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. We met last month, as we try to meet every month. And Has it only been a month? As we say, as we say every month, well, when we meet again, things will probably change, and things will probably change. And as we sit here on June the 9th, things will change again in a few days or a few weeks or, you know, as things go, especially with this pandemic and everything else that's been happening. But as we sit here now, we can at least only talk about what we what we know so far. Um, but maybe describe a little bit of, of the last few weeks or last month or so of, of some of the things that have been going on, and, and we'll talk also about voluntary workouts beginning. Well, there have been a few things that have changed since we last talked, and that would have been, what, the first of May? Mid-May, yeah. You know, yeah. The May, about a month May, ago, exactly. Now June. Here we go. It feels like it's been a lot longer than <laughs> it a month. Does. Um, and, and I would say that just be based off the fact there are so many different things that have happened in the last four weeks. The main thing being that we have student-athletes back on campus now uh, to, uh, taking part in our voluntary workouts. And there's been much thought put into that in the preparation to have them come back to campus as it relates to our sports medicine, our own team physicians, the, the, the campus in general from a task force. So that part's a big change because we haven't had student athletes on campus now for the better part of, well, since March, nine weeks. really since well, March, yeah, exactly. In a while, yeah. And essentially, having student athletes around is our lifeblood. So that's a big change, biggest change that we've had since this started. And so far, so good. We went through the assessment process last week. As the kids came back onto campus, they didn't start their workouts on the first, which was, as we spoke last time in May, was our date that we could start from an NCAA and a conference standpoint, and some schools did. We chose to use last week as a, as a, a period that we could bring the kids on, assess them, put them through um, a screening process with the team physicians, and allow the team physicians to determine how we were going to handle each specific player uh, going forward and they did that and and got through that process at the end of the week and started bringing them back onto campus and letting them do their voluntary workouts yesterday and again that's just the first time any of us have ever done anything like this before whether it was the assessment process and or um, the voluntary workouts under this uh, under the direction of how we're doing it now and um, so I think we learned some things from yesterday, and we implemented them today. And other little things, just just how a kid picks up their laundry, as, or, or how they're entering and exiting the facility, and um, and and those guys down there have done a really nice job of, of making sure that they understand that that's probably going to be the case. Mm-hmm. That that there are going to be things that come that uh, as we put the plan into action, there are going to be things that pop up that they can address and make it better the next day and they're doing that I know that they've assessed the first day and, and, and they move forward into the second day but I can tell I have talked to seen a couple of the student athletes um, saw one at the, at the grocery store yesterday and yeah, I kept my, my distance I was in the self-checkout so I kept my distance and 
but he, you could tell he was pretty excited. He was excited to be back on, to, uh, just doing something back around their teammates and in the facilities. And, and, you know, I think that some people forget that we have really nice facilities. And it's nice for them to get back into them and, and put them to use what they're intended to be used for. But obviously, you've been in constant communication with our university uh, administration and leadership, the uh, coronavirus uh, COVID nineteen task force, uh, as well as on our camp, on our in our department. Joel Bass, of course, is the head uh, or of course athletic trainer, and his staff and um, strength and conditioning staff to work all and to come up with this plan because it's not as easy as okay, it's June first or June eighth. Let's open the doors. Let's start. A lot of protocols in place as they come for these voluntary workouts. Let's talk about some of those things right now. Well, that's a big, that's a mouthful for sure. There's no question that that everything is kind of filtered down from the from whether it's from uh, nationally to state to local to our own institution and and then to our own department or other departments on campus. So, you know, if your question is is, is how did we how did we arrive at June eighth in terms of working out? Yeah, and, and maybe just some of the protocols that, that, that they're going through right now to make sure it's, you know, the best that it can be. Yeah, I think the protocols are things that you're seeing across the country. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, what I could tell you is that what we're implementing are a combination of best practices that have uh, that are happening at all types of facilities, uh, collegiate facilities, or and or even in the community across the country to, to mitigate. And then on top of that, to be able to, you know, track the kids if one of them does end up testing positive and, and how that all works and that it falls in line with the CDC and our own health department. And those things are constantly changing for sure. Um, but our team physicians and their involvement have been phenomenal. And, and that, that, that relationship has made a huge difference um, for our, our mental state of mind, for one, that we know that we're doing it and we're doing it safely and correctly as it, as it can be done. And, and I'm not, I can only speak for ourselves. I don't know what each institution is like in their relationship with their team physicians, but ours is top-notch first class. So the protocols in place have been vetted through, through our team physicians the whole way. And, you know, there's simple things I think that anybody could come up with those things to how, how they space themselves in the weight room, that they're masked up, that they're, everything is sanitized before, during, and after. Um, you know, how they enter and exit the buildings, um, you know, the assessment process last week is, a, is slightly different. I mean, there's more, there's more to it than just that. But, you know, being checked daily as they enter the facility from a temperature standpoint to being asked questions. And then on top of that, giving each, you know, each group some, some bit of information that's more of, a, of an educational piece that, the, that we've asked our strength coaches to disseminate to each each group as they come through so it's about as well thought out as that we have seen and um, but it evolves and, and hopefully we can just make it better every day yeah you get one of the great as we've talked Tim uh, gosh like to your point it seems that this all happened decades ago but you gave one of the great one-liners or, or comparisons when you and I talked in early April and it's it's uh Handling this is like trying to build an airplane and fly it at the same time. And I think that you've done an outstanding job on building and flying at the same time. But I don't think what a lot of people realize is that that airplane looks different for student athletes, 
as it would differently from managing staff. So my point is, is that how have you handled building and flying that airplane for student athletes and coaches getting them back, but also you've got a staff of dozens of people, Paul and I included. How, how have you built and flown that airplane different things? Because, you know, we're not coming to you and saying, when can we get back and work out? But we're some of us are saying, well, when can we get back in the office and work or when can we start asking for money, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But then you've got the other group, uh, arguably the more important group, the student athletes and coaches. When can we get back? When can we start scheduling games, et cetera? So how have you helped uh, handle that? Well, when you start to use the analogy of the, of the airplane thing that I said at some point, um, I'm now wishing I hadn't said that to you because <laughs> we're, you're, you're, you tell me I have to fly two different airplanes. Um, Maybe more than two. As, yeah. We, yeah. as we trying to build it. And, and when I try... When I think about that, I only think we have only, there's only one direction those airplanes can go, and it's not up, it's down, for sure. Um, but I, I think that to, the best way, the most succinct way to answer that question is that, well, we're all different, but we're all the same. I mean, the, the, the safety protocols and all the things that we put in place for the student athletes are no different for our own internal staff. I mean, that, 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 that has been a consistent thing. The screening process that you've, you know, you and Paul have had to go through uh, from you know, employees, if you will, or just staff members um, and not student athletes are the same, you know, and that consistency has been really important. So, um, you know, and, and not to get into all of the other tiny things or the just the, the details of, well, there are some people not not it, but not just student athletes, but but internally in our staff that maybe they're not as comfortable in coming back to work or coming back to lift or, or maybe they really are and then there's everything in between. So I think that those things are pretty consistent and we try to treat, um, even though your, your job description and what you're doing here is not this, you're not going out playing basketball anymore. No. And you've done, you've done that, you did do that. Um, but it, it, albeit that it's a different, you're, you're in a different place you're still in, you know, you're still on the same continuum. And I think, I believe that the, the plan put in place is really just kind of revolves around making sure that everyone is safe. And I don't think that we tried to say that you're different than a student athlete. Yes, the facilities you're gonna use are gonna be different. And that then how those are taken care of physically are going to be different on some level, just based off the use and how it's being used. It's not the same as your office, um, but, the, the overall guiding principles are the same. We're talking with Tim Crofton and our That's Ju- a very difficult question. Thank you. Our Jude asked the AD. We love to throw <laughs> difficult questions at you. Let's talk a little sports because we're not too far off. We do here? That's we right. Eventually, we're going to be okay. back to sports. The plan again, we're sitting here June 9th again. Obviously, things can change, but we're fully planning on, on the sports this fall, correct? Well, I think we've been seeing that from all along, that, that our job is to prepare for, you know, I, our kids coming back to campus and, and playing, having events, and 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 whatever that day, whatever we knew that day, that's how we addressed it. But our, our plan was always to uh, to have sports, mm-hmm. to have a collegiate um, program. And again, uh, you you as you jokingly say, well, today's June 9th, and it's not March 9th, and so things have changed between now and then. But it hasn't changed necessarily our our idea that we're going to be playing it just has changed how that's going to happen. That's, that's what's changed. What's, yeah. How we have to prepare for that June 9th is not the same thing that we're thinking about in March. So 
Um, and that's one thing that we've gotten pretty good at is to be able to, to ride that emotion of, okay, well, what are we going to do if this happens or if that happens? Uh, we just do what we know we can do today and, and know that um, planning for it is, is well, it's the, it's the utmost important, not just for us as, as employees who come to work and, and, and it's also for our student athletes and their well-being and our fans and our community and the institution as a whole. So. Um, it's it seems like every day that goes by seem we we it gets a little the sun sun gets a little brighter it seems like we get a little bit closer to that sunnier day that's what we that's what we all look forward to there was some news uh, just recently about the big sky basketball schedule and cutting that down to 16 for this one season instead of 20 regular season games eliminates a trip uh, obviously finances are a big part of the reason why behind that correct correct yeah and cut that down to to uh, four fewer games in the conference season. We also talked last month about changes to soccer and volleyball and softball even and, and tennis and some adjustments there. Yes, when we spoke earlier a month ago, some of those things in, from a scheduling standpoint and how seasons were set up for the fall sports in particular and softball in the spring, those changes had already been made and, and gone through that process and been delivered to the public and it made um, I think the big sky put, come out with the release and, and so had we and, and basketball was just coming in mind that it just hadn't been addressed at that point though it was next yeah. in line and now it has been and all of the sports have had to, to make you know some changes have had to pivot in, in a way that makes more sense financially and it's a little bit more fluid and just to be able to trim trim um, some expenses where doesn't have a huge impact or any in in some cases well most cases um, an impact at all on the experience of the student athlete because all along that's been something that's had to be weighed with it but at the same time you have to be able to have the resources to do it and I think that the shortfall from from the NCAA and and, and just where we are financially um, just across the board is common knowledge that that's being spoken about across the country yeah. so I think it was a good concession. I thought the coaches as, as a whole in, in basketball, if we're talking about them specifically, but we could just throw all the coaches of all the sports were more than willing and, and happy, and maybe happy is a strong word, but more than willing to say, okay, what do we need to do? What, what can we do in terms of our sport for our part to make this uh, work for our student athletes? And, and I believe that the conference and, and each coaching group did a really good job of handling that. Okay. What are you doing for having fun right now, this summer? <clears throat> you know, it's strange that you would say this summer, right? I said that to, to one of the kids yesterday. I says, well, how are you enjoying your summer? Summer hasn't really even started. It just feels like summer's almost over. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's odd. Yeah, so, especially for this year. So being that we're just at the beginning of the summer, my plans are to do some, some of the things that, that we always do. We're gonna have the gridiron. We're gonna have the Crompton Classic, and I'll, I look forward to seeing you know the, our supporters and, and our coaches and, and whoever else is gonna be out there like like usual. And it might be slightly different um, in terms of how we congregate before or after or in between. But um, with each day that goes by, it seems like there's a little bit. It, it's as normal as it can be. So I'm that's gonna be part of the summer, and and of course you have a bunch of other events. You know, around the community that are 
that are like that, and, and I'm assuming, and not I'm assuming, I mean, we, we've entered into those events, so I look forward to seeing, just getting out and seeing, seeing people that we haven't, seems like they just haven't been able to see over the last eight weeks. Uh, and then doing what we do every summer, you know, the summer, the next two months will go by quickly. Yes, it And does. then before we know it, we'll be sitting here going, okay, well, tomorrow's our first football game, and hopefully I can't... I, on one hand, I can't wait to get to that point where we're saying that. And then on the other hand, I don't want to wish my life away either. So That's right. Well, we are not far away. Uh, you know, like you said, training camps, and those will begin in early August. And seasons begin late August for sports or early September. It's coming yeah. soon. It's coming. And, you know, and I would be I, – I, I certainly need to, to mention that we have a great group of coaches – we have a great group of staff that supports those coaches and the student athletes in this department. And we have great leadership as an institution as a whole, from the president on down to um, you know, our vice president to our, to our director of public safety and on and on and on. And it certainly makes it fun to be able to come to work and it's fun to be able to see people coming back to the office. And I think that that will continue to, that number will continue to grow. But it's a great place to be with great people that work here. So I know from day one, when you sit in this chair, everyone's been asking you, what's your plan? Where do you see this? What you do this? But I don't know if people uh, just know Tim Crompton in the sense of who you are, like what you like to do. So let's just, some quick fire. So we'll start out really, do you have a favorite movie? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans, okay. Uh, I know personally, Paul, you know, it's that you love to eat at restaurants. Do you have a favorite? What type of favorite food? Those type of things. Wow, that is quick fire. I, I would say favorite food, sushi. Mm-hmm. Particular roll or anything like that? Well, or? I would say the rainbow roll. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite book. Or books. Mm, wow. So many books. I mean, but I have to think on that one for a little while. Okay. I I couldn't give you a favorite one. Um, come back to that one. Okay. Um, if you could go on vacation anywhere in the world for a week, where would it be? And be left alone and enjoy whoever you're with and yeah. wherever you are. Tahiti. Tahiti? What? Have you ever been there before? No. no. I just know that I've got had some friends when I was younger that went there and did a lot of surfing, and I'd like to go there one day. Okay. I think I know the answer. So are you a beach or a mountain type of guy? Beach. Yeah. Duh. I like the mountains, though. I mean, the longer I've been here living in Utah, the, yeah. the more I like the mountains. Okay. Favorite book? Could go with The Alchemist. Okay. That's a good one. Most That's famous true. person you've ever met. Oh. Wow. It's a hard one. Tommy Lasorda? I mean, some of the other people I would say, that you, depending upon the, the demographic of people, people listening to this podcast, they wouldn't know who they are. <laughs> so they're not I remember <laughs> being in, coming in contact on a weekly basis for about a year straight with Mel from Mel's Diner. Um, used to frequent a place I used to work uh, at when I was younger. Um, Howie Mandel would come in to the same place. Um, they were fairly famous people if you're from the 80s like me. I, I, I know who Howie Mandel is. Yeah. 
if you could have dinner with three people, living or not? These are not hard questions. Yes, they are. How are they hard? They're fun God, questions. Man. They are fun, but geez, man, you should show me a script on that deal. That's what I call quick fire. <laughs> three people I'd like to have dinner with, huh? Pele, John F. Kennedy, and Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Boom, you sweet. got it. Be quite a group. That would be a group. <laughs> Well, Tim, thanks for your time. We look forward to the uh, another edition. And, and Derek, uh, you and I will be starting our Wildcat Weekly podcast coming up very soon as well. Look forward to that. And thanks for joining us on the Cattails podcast. Mm-hmm.